10 years ago that song came out. God, that seems like ages. That's not what we're talking about today. Today is International Day of Sign Languages, which you may not know much about, but we're going to be enlightened. I'm George, joined in studio today by Professor Felix C from Chinese University. You are a linguistics professor, but as you said, you specialize in sign linguistics. Right. Which is amazing. Well, so- first of all... Um- Thank you so much for inviting me. I mean, I'm so honored to have this opportunity well, to talk about sign languages today. The pleasure is all mine, yeah. I can assure you. Um, and so today is International Day of Sign Languages, which is a really exciting day for those of us who appreciate sign languages. Right. But also important to note that um, there is not one sign language, right? True. A lot of people have the misconception that uh, all deaf people around the world use the same sign language, but the reality is no. Different places, different countries have their own sign languages, and they can be very, very different. Mm, and there's some interesting uh, cultural aspects to the languages as well. I've been learning Hong Kong sign language with my baby daughter, um, and we've been looking at, for example, in Hong Kong, the sign for woman um, is pointing to an like you know an earring, like right, you're wearing an earring, right. and for a man is like you're gelling your hair. Right. But you know, in in British sign language, it's completely different, and it doesn't have the same. Um, the, the same sign. True, there's always a cultural aspect to the formation of signs in different sign languages. That's because deaf people develop sign language through their vision. Mm. And also, uh, you have to see this in a cultural context. Mm-hmm. Um, the example that you gave was a woman in Hong Kong sign language. It was particularly tied to the fact that many women in the past wore earrings so they used this as a symbol to stand for women as a mm-hmm. result mm-hmm. and we see a lot of iconic signs like this in different sign languages as well yes i actually noticed that i met someone over the summer who spoke spanish sign language and the sign for woman was the same because i guess in spanish culture there's also a, a you know true we're wearing earrings true. so how did your own interest in in sign language develop we were talking off air you mentioned you do you don't speak you you can use hong kong sign language relatively fluent fluently now right right how did you get into this as well you're not yourself hearing impaired well i was an english major in the chinese university of hong kong back then many many years ago (laughs) and i was interested in linguistics but i wasn't um, interested in sign linguistics per se because um, during my undergraduate years um, no teacher talked about sign languages in the courses and then as I entered the master program of the university I was looking for a thesis topic and then Professor Gladys Tang uh, of our university introduced sign language to me and I got so fascinated that's how I started yeah, and so I'm a really late learner of Hong Kong sign language. <laughs> and you said that um, people who, uh, flu- you know, their mother tongue is sign language in Hong Kong can pick up on your hearing accent. Was that what you said? When True. You, when you, when you yeah, sign? yeah, we all know that the best time to learn a language fluently is in childhood. Mm-hmm. So once you are an adult learner, even though you can become a fluent signer, um, you still are unable to pick up some subtle aspects of sign language grammar, mm. such as the use of uh, eye gaze, the mm-hmm. use of like body shift, and also some types of facial expressions. Mm. And so I think that's an interesting point you've just made there as well, is that sign language, people think it's just to do with your hands and your hands making different things. But as you mentioned, there's a lot more involved in physicality that contributes to the grammar of the language. Is that right? So you're right. You're different right. facial expressions make a sign mean different things. Yeah. In fact, if you look at uh, linguistic definition of sign languages, they are using what we call the visual gestural modality. We don't say, oh, deaf people use the visual manual mode. 
because the gestural mode actually includes other linguistic information conveyed by your face, by the head movement, body movements, so on and so forth. So it's not just about the hands, it's about your whole body. Yeah, and it's quite expressive. You can't really sign with a blank face, true, can you? True. It doesn't, you're not, you're not actually signing. If you're doing the, the gest, uh, you, you're making um, words with your hands, you're not signing if your face is you don't exactly, have any expression. Exactly, yeah. exactly. There are a lot of important facial expressions associated with uh, the lexical signs, but then some of the facial expressions are more like, like marking the grammar of the language. Mm. Like when you ask a question, you have to raise your eyebrow. Otherwise, people cannot tell whether you are making a statement or asking a question. Right. Oh, see, it's fascinating. And in Hong Kong, how many people are currently using Hong Kong Sign Language? We don't have... Um, in an official statistics per se, but I would say at least a few thousands. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And my experience is that people who sign are very proud of signing as a as a language. Um, a lot of people would say um, that oh, you today the technology is so good if you just get a cochlear implant if you have hearing impairment and then you don't need to learn how to use sign language because you'll be able to hear things. Um, that's a myth, though, isn't it? Well. Um, let me answer your question in two parts. Uh, first of all, uh, it's true that nowadays deaf people are more proud of mm. their sign language use. But in fact, this was not the case 10 years ago. Um, I hang around with deaf people a great deal because of my work. And they often told me that in the past they were so afraid to sign in public because people would stare at them. Um, they They would like say negative things about deaf people or the use of sign language, but things have changed a great deal mm. um, because sign language is now more visible uh, in the mass media mm -hmm. and the people's awareness towards the language rights of deaf people has increased a great deal. So mm. it's true that nowadays uh, deaf people are more proud of their language. But it wasn't always than, that yeah. way. Yeah, yeah uh, about cochlear implants, um, our position is that, uh, first of all, it's true that cochlear implants can improve the hearing of a lot of hearing impaired children. But the problem is there are failure cases and we usually don't know how effective the cochlear implant is until after a few years time, mm -hmm. like, like when the rehabilitation fails. So if you wait until you discover that the implant doesn't really work for the child, it would be too late for he or she to pick up sign language. Mm -hmm. So uh, the position of our university is that for children who have received cochlear implants, we also encourage them to use sign language in order to support their speech development. Mm -hmm. And so this is uh, another thing I think, which is a bit of a myth around sign language as well, is that um, does does learning sign language before learning a spoken language impact your ability to learn the spoken language? No, there's no scientific evidence to say this. Yeah, because no. yeah. no. I think that I, I have heard that myself from people saying, why are you teaching your daughter Hong Kong sign language? She'll never speak English if she only learns sign well, language. Well, children are good at learning languages. Mm -hmm. They can learn multiple languages at the same time, as long as you give them enough input and motivation to use. Mm -hmm. uh, from our experience, because we have an inclusive education program for deaf children in Hong Kong, we have several partner schools. Uh, in those schools, we put deaf children uh, uh, to study with the hearing children, and they all sign and speak fairly well. So I don't see that learning sign language would stop a child from speaking. That's yeah. not true. Yeah. Empirically. Empirically, And yes. also theoretically. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, we're going to go to a quick song, Felix, and then we're going to come back and keep... And we're 
talking about talking with our hands today. Um, I'm joined in the studio by Professor Felix C from Chinese University. Thank you very much for coming and joining us today, Felix. And we've been talking about sign language in Hong Kong and especially Hong Kong sign language. Now, uh, one thing that I think is people can get a bit confused you were mentioning to me is the difference between gesture and sign. Would you like to talk about that a little bit more? Well, um, if you look, want to look at um, the relationship between gesture and sign language, you need to define what gesture is mm-hmm. because gesture can refer to different things. For example, when a hearing person talks naturally, he or she would move their hands. Yes, I am very guilty of this. <laughs> yeah, and, and this kind of hand movements are like very spontaneous and usually speakers are not really aware what his or her hands are doing. If we look at this kind of gestures, there is indeed a big link between gestures and sign language because if you compare um, the uh, forms of these kind of hand gestures with sign language, you do see a lot of similarities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so this is one thing. Um, another type of gesture is... Um, they include the type of movements that you make with your hands or your body or your head voluntarily. Um, they also have some links with sign languages as well. For example, um, in many uh, sign languages, uh, the uh, marker for negative sentences would be a head shake. Oh, sure. Yeah, and, and many research papers have pointed out that um, this, in fact, uh, comes from the gesture used by hearing people when they want to say no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, and I also have a very interesting uh, Hong Kong sign language example. Uh, let's imagine you want to ask someone to come over to you. So you put up your hand and then you move your fingers. I don't know how to say yes. this. Yes. Yes. yes, come, 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 sure, come. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. This is a very common gesture used by Hong Kong people, and I think also people around the world as mm-hmm. well. And Hong Kong Sign Language has incorporated this sign, this gesture, into the signing system. And you know, in Hong Kong Sign Language, as in many other sign languages, verbs can be directional. That is, you can reverse the direction of a verb in order to show that it's another person doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, in Hong Kong Sign Language, you can do the uh, gestural. Like come, 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 come. come. Yeah. But then if you want to say, someone asked me to go over, you can turn your hand around with an inward palm orientation. And this is... So as if someone else's hand was making yeah, a gesture. Yeah. And this is not usually seen among hearing people, mm. uh, but it is very commonly used in Hong Kong uh, by deaf people. So we can say that the gesture of hearing people has been incorporated into the grammar of Hong Kong Sign Language. And as this happens, um, the gesture takes on the grammatical properties of Hong Kong Sign Language. That is the use of like directionality yeah, to right. tell who is doing so what. So they, you, he, all those right. sorts of things. And so I know that um, in Hong Kong's, oh, well, in sign language anyway, when you think about the space where you're making a sign, it's important if you make the sign close to your body, further away from your body, to the left, to the right, up, down, you're changing, as you said, you're changing the directionality, you're changing the the meaning of, of what you're saying. Yeah, because deaf people in general around the world, they um, use the space in front of them in a meaningful way. Mm-hmm. They would assign meanings to each particular location in the signing space in order to talk about people, to talk about events. It's much like, uh, uh, just now I mentioned uh hearing people would move their hands when they talk. In fact, when they talk about somebody, they may point to a particular location. Okay, well, I'm talking about that boy, and then Mm -hmm. you point. So this kind of location assignment uh, is seen in uh, hearing people, but hearing people are not that aware of that because they focus more on on speaking. Mm -hmm. But in sign language, 
there is a system for this. Right, yeah. right, I see. And so, I mean, in Hong Kong Sign Languages, is there a lot of support for learning it now? I mean, if, if, if somebody, if a listener wants to, is now inspired, inspired by the conversation, what you've been telling us about Hong Kong Sign Language, is there resources for people to learn the language here? Well, there are a lot more resources right now when compared to like 10 years mm-hmm, ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of deaf organizations are having classes from elementary to advanced for people who are interested in learning sign language. So if you are interested, just Google mm. Hong Kong Sign Language course. I'm sure you will have a lot of options at different locations convenient to you. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. And so, um, I mean, is there is there? Do you think it's a it's going to be a? It's not an official language of Hong Kong. Hong not Kong yet. Sign Language. Mm. And do you think there's room to make it a an official language of Hong Kong? Do you think that's something we can strive to do one day? Well, internationally, there are a lot of uh, people working hard to push the government to recognize sign language, whether it is official, whether it is legal. That depends depends on the terminology. Mm-hmm. But I think the most important thing is whether the government is supporting the deaf community to have more access to information through sign language. Yes. To me, whether it is official or not, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter, yeah. What matters is the actual resources and support we can have from the public and the government. And hopefully the culture's changed a little bit that now people can be more proud of signing in public. And yeah. I think uh, we'll try to do a quick video before you leave the studio today of a basic greeting. So maybe if it's not inappropriate, if you ever see people signing in Hong Kong who are using Hong Kong sign language, obviously, um, you might be able to go up and say hello and just just greet somebody and just try and practice using that language. That's great. Uh, Professor C, thank you so much for your time today. Um, thank very you. Much. Thank you for inviting thank me. Thank you very mm-hmm. much for celebrating Hong Kong. Oh, not International Day of Sign Languages today. And thank you. Thank you so much.